Disney Plus's Ahsoka is out and it has been amazing. Some call it a return to what Star Wars really should be. In this latest episode, you see the dark side's greatest weapon as you see a scene that takes place between Balin and Sabine. And today on Geek Devotions, we're gonna talk about what that weapon is and how we can defend ourselves against it. Hello, Devoted Geeks, and welcome to Geek Devotions, the show from Devoted Geeks, who are devoted to letting you know you're loved. I'm Dallas. I'm so glad you've hit the play button today. If you're new to our show, we take geek pop culture albums like movies, video games, comics, and we use them to let people know that they are loved. So if you don't watch past this moment of this, we love you. We care about you. There is a plan and a purpose for your life. Do not give up. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I have absolutely been loving Disney Plus's Ahsoka. It really is a return to what Star Wars should be, in my opinion. And it has been a fantastic rise. We watched kind of a return back to Clone Wars in Star Wars Rebels and in the natural progression of where it should be. I am in love with this series. Just be completely frank with you guys. In this last episode, you see a situation take place with Balin and Sabine that honestly, as I said in my intro, is show, highlights the dark side's greatest weapon. For context, this is a really intense scene as you see Sabine holding the map that will lead to her best friend. At the same time, Balin has just seemingly killed her master and is wanting that map himself. Sabine knows that if he gets a hold of that map, that one of the greatest fears of the galaxy will return. But if she also gets rid of that map, then she'll never see her friend again. And this is where we see the dark side's greatest weapon come out in full force. Balin begins to talk to Sabine. He begins to talk about her fears, her doubts. He begins to talk about her desires. He begins to use her mind against her. Now inside, Sabine knows what is right. She knows what her master has asked her to do. She knows really what her friend Ezra would want her to do. But there's a desire, there's an emotional pull that's taking place and the enemy is using that against her. He is speaking into her fears and her doubts and he's drawing things out of her that she thought she could handle. Unfortunately, at the end of that situation, Sabine does not overcome this Dark Lord and gives the map over to him. This manipulation of the mind, of pulling at people's emotions, pulling at their desires and manipulating them to their own worth, to their own being, is a, the greatest weapon of the dark side, but also, to be honest, this is one of the greatest weapons of the enemy of the world. It has been said that the greatest strength and the greatest weakness of any person is their mind. And if the enemy can attack you in your mind, he could either win or he could be defeated in a massive way. It depends on what you do as an individual. So often people who have fallen from great heights or have just suffered a great failure of some sort. And when you ask them what happened, you really dissect the situation. It boiled down to an issue of the mind. They allowed the enemy to speak into a situation whether they were using fear or maybe they were bolstering things that should never have been bolstered to begin with. For some people, it is a pride thing and they're having their egos stroked. For some people though, the enemy attacks weaknesses that are come from years of abuse and years of, of being let down and being told that they're not good enough. And what happens is the enemy comes in those situations and he begins to introduce those thoughts and those questions of like, well, you're not really good enough. You're not really loved. Nobody truly cares about you. The enemy begins to throw in questions to make you doubt who you are as an individual, doubt your identity, doubt the truth of a situation. And as that plays out, those thoughts begin to populate and they lead people down a road of destruction. 
So how do we handle this? How do we handle these intrusive thoughts that get deep into our spirit and destroy an individual? In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, starting in verse 5, the Apostle Paul says this, We are destroying arguments and all arrogance raised against the knowledge of God, and we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Now here Paul is dealing with a very specific situation, but this conversation of taking thoughts captive is exactly exactly what we have to do when we are first introduced with these intrusive thoughts that cause us to question or are leading us to question the truth of who we are in God, in Christ. We have to take those things captive. We have to honestly go, stop. That's not the truth. That's not really what's taking place here. In truth, this is not an easy thing to do. It's hard at times, especially when you have a history of being beaten down and then allowing those intrusive thoughts to really take root in your lives. We have to actively train and be willing to change our mindset when we are approached with these negative thoughts. Notice though that Paul says to take every thought captive into the obedience of Christ, bringing things under the submission of God. What does God say you are? Who does God say you are? What does the word of God really say? And this is an example that we see take place all the way in the gospels when Satan is tempting Jesus and he's throwing his own intrusive thoughts, causing Jesus to question or attempting to cause Jesus to question his identity in the father. And all Jesus had to do was go, no, no, let's point back to what the scriptures say. What does the word of God say? But even then, we have to be understanding, we have to be careful, because the enemy will take scripture and twist it and try to use it against us, try to help us, or not help us, but will try to manipulate it to hurt us in some fashion. So what does that mean? Well, that what that means is that we have to take it in proper context. At one point when the enemy tries doing that, Jesus corrects the enemy's understanding of the scriptures and says, no, no, this is what the Father says. Do not manipulate what is being said in the word of God. Going back to our example in Ahsoka, Sabine has forsaken her master's teachings for a long time. She's been isolated. She was already dealing with an emotional wound that was deep inside. And to be honest, her master kind of abandoned her at some point and she was left to her own devices. So she didn't have anybody there to really train her well. And even though she's working on it, in this moment of weakness, she was really falling apart. The one thing that I could see changing that would have changed that moment was if her master was still there or if anybody, anybody was present to remind her of A, what the truth of the situation was, but also B, who she was as an individual. At the moment, she was being told that she was a victim, that she was lost, and that she was lonely, and she needed somebody specific. And the only way to get that person was to listen to the lies of the enemy. But if somebody was there to remind her, things could have gone very, very differently. Which leads me to the second thing. We have got to have healthy community to surround us, to encourage us, to help us. We need people in our lives to go, stop. Listen. You're saying this, but this is not the truth. Lean into the truth, trust the truth, because this is what's gonna take place if you don't. We have to have people that we've allowed to speak into our lives and truly help us snap out of listening to the lies of the enemy. This is not an easy thing, honestly. As I say, especially if you dealt with wounds before, the reality is emotions are a very real thing. Your emotions are are, are something you experience that are, have a big pull in your life. 
But we have to remember that emotions do not equal truth. Emotions do not override truth. You may feel a certain way. You may have emotional thoughts about certain situations in your life, but that is not the truth of the situation. And we have to learn to lean into the truth and trust the truth. And when we do that, when we develop a habit of trusting in the truth of God, trusting in what God says, bringing everything submission to God, that's when peace takes place. And when we have peace, when we're truly doing that, then and only then, do we are we able to walk in what God has for us? On top of that, the more we do it, the easier it becomes. Because like I said, the more we trust in the truth of God, the truth of Jesus, the more peace that we have. And the Bible says this, the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Meaning the more we do this, the more our mind will be guarded so that when the enemy comes out of lies, we go, no, no, I've heard this before and I don't have to listen to this. I'm not gonna to submit to what the enemy has before me. My encouragement to you guys simply is this, if you're struggling and you have all these intrusive thoughts taking place, saying that you're less than, that you're not worthy, that you're not who God called you to be, then stop listening. <laughs> this is me being a, a voice speaking into you going, stop it. You are loved. You are cared for. There is a plan and a purpose for your life. God has called you to do something great, but you have to trust in him, trust in the process that he has before you. It's not easy. It's hard, but you can do this. Do not give up. I also want to encourage you guys all build a community that's biblically based that can remind us of what God is saying in graceful manners in a way that is done with love and genuine care for each other not in a haughty way not in a lording over trying to put your thumb on somebody way but with grace and love helping each other to grow in what god has for us question of the week for you guys in your past when you've dealt maybe with some of these intrusive thoughts what have you found to help you to override what's taking place take take every thought captive and to walk in god has for you leave a comment down below and let me know i also want to give a very special thank you to our devoted patreon geeks who help us to do what we do thanks to their financial support we're able to afford lights camera microphone all these things thanks to them we've been able to do things such as be present at geekcon where god really did some really cool things in the lives of individuals simply because we were willing to be present so thank you devoted patreon geeks for helping to support us and if you'd like to become a devoted patreon geek visit our website geekdevotions.com check out the support page where you can find more information there that being said maybe you're not at a place you can financially support us that's fine that's cool you can support us by sharing this video by putting the like button up by letting people know that this is a ministry that's out there that can help people and change people's lives if you know somebody that needs to hear this message about ignoring the lies of the enemy and focusing on what god has for them send this to them but don't blind send this to them you take an active part in the situation you be active in that person's life don't just send a video hoping that's going to do something be present love them care for them walk them through it offer to talk about this video and talk about what's going on in their lives in a real honest and graceful way all that being said until next time stay devoted peace and love